Okay, good day everyone and welcome to Guidepost to the Crossroad. I'm your host, William Ramada. And I'm going to start off today again with a little poem. It's called Completion. It becomes apparent that I've been infected by a virus, always longing for the approval of others and never digging deep enough to see that it was my light that the world's been seeking. I vow to continue this journey to its completion, to reach into the depth of the moment and find true peace. You know, I find out throughout life we end up getting stuck in this circle or so of trying to find approval from others. And when we do that, we lose our authenticity. And that's my key word for this year is authenticity. It's something that I strive to be, something uh, to be unapologetically me, William. That's who I want to be, and I don't want anybody trying to tell me what, what to behave like or how to be. Or I just want to be who I am. And so many people, they, they try to keep up with the Joneses or be what you're expected to be by other people, no matter what it is. You know, just just put in your little, in the blank, put in what it is that you want to be instead of what everybody else wants you to be. And you will at that time, when you do that, you, at that time you will find your moment and find your true uh, peace. And those are my thoughts for today. But today I'm, I am proud and happy to bring to you Q. She is a transformational guide, a best-selling author, and creatrix of 11, 11 candles and more. This is a shop of all natural intention products designed to bring peace to every soul. She applies ancient wisdoms in her modern-day living, translates cosmic communications, and serves as a bridge between the physical and spiritual realms. As a shamanic priestess, she is devoted to serving community and helping to restore harmony for all. Q has served as a mentor, a community leader, and a gestational carrier. She deems motherhood as the greatest influence in her life. Being a mother to her three daughters teaches her the importance of peace, community, and, and planting the seeds for those yet to come. Well, thank you for joining me today, Q. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me, William. I'm really excited about being here with you today. Oh, me too. I mean, I've known you for a little while and known some of the things that you do, and I'm kind of excited to learn some more. All right. Talk about it. I'm ready. All right. So first of all, what I've always known you from was the Intention Candles, you know, can you kind of explain to the audience what the intention candles are and how can we use them in our daily lives? Absolutely. So one thing I think most of us can agree on now, no matter where we stand in our life journey, is that we're all energy and we all encounter energy every single day. And in encountering, encountering energy every day, we do have the option of choosing what type of energy we have around us. So with the intention candles, I use my abilities to connect with energy and ensure that they are infused with a higher vibrational energy and starting off with peace. Peace is one of the highest vibrations that you can reach in energy. And so in instilling that in each of the candles, when the recipient receives it, it automatically is going to emit peace for them, helping them to find peace within themselves or tune into their own peace so that they can reach the intention that they're seeking. I also use healing crystals because healing crystals operate off of vibrations as well and energy. And with the healing crystals, Some of us may know that certain healing crystals work towards certain properties and emit certain vibrations to help us reach a particular feeling within our bodies or our energetic energetic field. And so 
I include those with the candles so that it helps them to reach a specific feeling or a specific state of mind with the assistance of the crystals as well as the energy of peace. Mm, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So don't we like use intentions every day if we know it or not? I mean, how... How, how is that different than just our regular thoughts? Is it all about the energy or is it how we apply it? It's, this, it's to support the thought. So if we think about it, some of us have heard of having a lucky rabbit's foot. Now, you know, someone may say this lucky rabbit's foot is really lucky. But what it is really doing is helping remind us as well. It's reminding us of the ability to stand in that luck that we've experienced before. So we then match that vibration once again. So the intention candle, although I've infused it with particular energy, specific energy, we can still create blocks that will not allow us to experience all of the energy that I've created in the candle. However, if we allow it to take us back to another thought or take us to the intention that we are wanting, that thought that we want in our lives, mm -hmm. then we're more likely to experience it. It is all vibration. Right. The rabbit wasn't lucky, though. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it wasn't a healthy foot after all. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, now I just forgot <laughs> who I thought where I was going. Uh, yeah, so that, so it's like a constant reminder, I suppose you could say. It's like having a, con a desire in your mind, a goal that you've always wanted, you're always thinking about it, and that's how that intention works. It just builds upon that energy. Well, I... I wouldn't want to say it in the in the manner of we're constantly thinking about it because sometimes what happens if we're constantly thinking about something then we're creating resistance mm. that becomes a big compulsive so <laughs> <laughs> compulsion is not what we're seeking exactly. you know really you don't want to seek anything it's more of I want to allow right in the process of allowing is I know I can have this because I already have it in a way, right? Yes, we so, do. So, for instance, I have a candle that's called it's called Sweet Retreat Candle. And the Sweet Retreat Candle is designed to take someone to that getaway, to allow someone to experience the compassion that they truly deserve for themselves, to be in a place of a relaxed mind, to know that everything is balanced and flowing in a harmonious way for them. Well, knowing that, that I can, I can experience this, I just have to allow myself to be a part of this. I have to say yes mm, to the candle. I right. have to say yes to what I want. And then I don't have to do a lot of extra. I just need to allow just to get out of the way of it. Right. Yeah, that's where a lot of people have a problem with just allowing. We always have this mindset of, I got to do, I got to do, I got to do. Yeah, I know I used yeah. to be like that a lot. Oh, you're not alone, William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you use uh, different smells also, like different incenses and stuff in the candles? Yes, so... Um, I'm very intentional about everything that I do. <laughs> so, um, so the candles uh, are created intentionally right. to not impact the body in any way that is going to disturb the body. It is all to support the body. So I use all natural everything, all natural scents. I use all natural soy wax. I also use all natural wooden wicks that crackle. And I use all natural botanicals. And then we also have the healing crystals. Mm -hmm. And the reason I want everything to be natural, the scent most important, because we are, we've become very accustomed to things being overpowering. Right. Um, what I noticed before I started making the candles was I would go near any owl of candles and begin to get a headache. And I was like, what is happening? Why am I getting a headache? So I found myself not being able to visit a lot of the popular 
candle stores and a lot of, of the popular fragrance stores. I even would frown at some people's, you know, what they had in their home as deodorizers because it was overpowering me. Right. But what I realized was I was becoming more sensitive as I was becoming more in tune to my own body. Mm-hmm. And my body was rejecting it, saying, no, I don't need something to tell me what to smell. Because a lot of the synthetic scents are chemically co- compounded. Not a lot of them, all of them are. They're chemically compounded to tell our minds, our brains, what to think this smell is. And so I've learned now that what works for me is having something natural that doesn't overpower my senses, that allows my senses to connect with my soul so that I can align. Yeah, Yeah, I understand that because since I, I changed my way of living a few years ago, and I find myself more sensitive towards things like that as well. Like when I do laundry, I can't use fabric softener or anything with the smelly stuff in it. I have to, it's got to be deodorant free, all that. Otherwise, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, the body will respond. And our body is always responding to us. It's just, are we listening? Yes. Cool. So tell me about this ancient wisdoms that you bring to us. Oh, wonderful. So where do I begin? There's a lot. So. I, I know, but I, I know it's kind of open-ended, but yeah. since you, you work with it, you know the specific of what you would like an audience, you know, know, like just an example or something. And how, how can we use that in our lives or how would you use it in my life or something like that? Well, the best way I can put it is many of the ancient wisdoms that I practice and that I am exposed to regularly are have always been around me. They've always been there. It's just like they're always available to everyone else. Mm-hmm. We see them all the time. We just don't give them attention. And so when we're not giving them attention, then they're not really a part of our daily practices. And so we're not benefiting from them. Some of the things that I've experienced, um, the best way I can put it in the ancient wisdoms that I have experienced is becoming more connected to the earth. Mm. Going back to nature is one of the things that I recommend to every being to experience um, not just sitting in the park. And, you know, it's a good place to start. It really is. But if I sit in the park, am I able to put my phone down and be here? with the trees, with the grass, with the birds, with the butterflies, with the bees. You know, even I have a fly that comes by and I go, okay, not right now. I'm not going to kill you, but not right (laughs) now, you know? So, you know, just beginning to tap into everything that is around us, everything that we're a part of, and knowing that that is a part of us as well. So that's one ancient wisdom that, Many of us just say, oh, okay, you know, I don't have enough time. I used to say that all the time. I don't have enough time to go to the park. I wish I had time to go to the beach, and I wish I had time to do this. Well, our wishes can all come true if we want to make make time for it, create time for it, create space for it. Definitely. So that's one of the biggest things that has really helped me to explore more, um, realizing that my imagination that I once thought was solely my imagination was more than imagination. And knowing that it's okay to have experiences that others may not, it was okay to explore my own abilities and to allow myself to feel the enchantment of me. Mm. Yeah, that brings out your authentic self, doesn't it? (laughs) At least. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You you, you spoke to my heart there because I've told you before, like some of the pictures that you were posting, you was out in the bamboo or you were out around the water and just walking around. And it it just takes me back to my childhood and teenage years where I grew up in the the rolling hills of New York. Yes, there are hills of New York, people. (laughs) And, uh... I was always around streams and rivers and lakes and in the trees. Yeah. 
And I loved it. And I would spend hours alone up there and just, like you said, just being with nature and your guides or whoever's with you and just listening and grounding to the earth, like you said. Even today, like, I'll sit in my backyard or front yard with my dog with no shoes on, just letting the grass hit my feet. And like, like you said, watching the butterflies and dragonflies, just everything coming around. It's wonderful. Ten toes down, you know, just really grounded. And um, for a while, like you said, going back to the the memories of childhood, I used to do that a lot as a child. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any any particular purpose of why I was out in the woods or why I wanted to make mud pies or why I wanted to hang out on the beach that day and run and explore. It was just because it felt like something that I wanted to do. There was no other purpose behind it that I was seeking anything on the other side. It was just, I want to go over here and I want to look over there and Mm -hmm. I want to sit here. And I've noticed that by doing that in those moments where I feel the call to go into the woods or I feel the call to stop by the water it's just being there and whatever unfolds is what unfolds. But the moment of being present to it is truly the magic of the experience and being present and one with everything and noticing that I'm a part of it all too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing how the universe works like that. You know, Yeah. yeah, we're individuals, but yet we're a big community, a big Big unified people working for the greater good. Yes. At least, at least we hope we work it for the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put my bet in really high that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, yes, you know, let's make a special intention ca- uh, candle just for that. <laughs> yeah, but you do. You you sound like you really have fun and enjoy what you're doing. Um, I know this is your life practice, is it not? Is it, it some, is, it's practice. <laughs> yeah, so, something deep inside you is like, how, how do you use your play, the divine play in all this? It's interesting um, because, you know, I haven't always found the most joy in everything that I do. Um, I've been really good at disguising that, and that's something that um, – that I, I like to talk about nowadays because I think many of us find ourselves in a place where we're good at disguising how we are really feeling. We're good at shielding ourselves from even knowing how we're really feeling. Mm-hmm. We don't spend a lot of time getting to know ourselves, getting to know what it feels like to be in our body. Right. Be us without all of the interference. And when I say interference, it's living up to standards and our roles and responsibilities. And although those are very important because we do live here on earth and we have things that we, we are committed to doing, Mm -hmm. but we also have a commitment to ourselves and in that commitment to ourselves is how do I get to know me and be happy in all of the roles and responsibilities that I've taken on. So that has been a big part of my practice, William Mm -hmm. is, it's taken steps, lots of steps for me to get to a place of truly loving myself, truly liking me and getting to know me um, and enjoying everything that I do. Yes, I do. I, it is divine play, but I used to take things very, very seriously. <laughs> so, everything that I did was very serious. And even though for others, it, I may have a smile and it looked very fun. I was having fun in the moment, but I also knew how to create fun. And because that was supposed to be fun yes. versus me actually enjoying the fun. And so I, that has taken me practice to allow, to surrender to say that I don't have to live up to anything else and there's nothing that awaits me on the other side other than me experiencing me. And for now, that's okay. 
mm-hmm. and just moving in that and being happy with that, being happy with myself mm-hmm. and being happy in practice because one of the things that I found about myself was that I was going to an end goal, mm-hmm. that everything I did was for something in return. If I do this, it has to have a purpose on the other side of it. It has to have a response. And if it doesn't have a response, then why would I do it? And if it doesn't have a response that I like, then I'm not going to do it. And so I began to stop doing everything based on the response and to do it based off of the experience. Well, I enjoyed the experience. So that's where I find myself in getting to know myself fully and getting to know how I operate in my business and allowing it to be fun because I want to, because I want to have this experience and I'm willing to not beat myself up in the process. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, You're not alone there neither. Uh, I've always been that way too. Very serious, very serious. And my wife would say that all the time. Why are you so serious? And and it doesn't help with the military upbringing, you know, after 26 years of being in the military. So uh, I've always looked for fun. And the thing is also, it's like what you said, knowing yourself. You know, I've, I, I believe I've always known myself, but like you were saying also, there's these blocks and you allow these things, the, the shoulds, you should do this or shouldn't do that. And when it's just about the reality, it lets be who I am and have fun for fun. Uh, I love how you, how you put that. It's just, uh, and that's what I like working with people too, because it's a good reminder of, you know, letting people know, look, you don't have to be like this. You can be whoever you want to be and how you want to be. Yes, it's, man, it's just amazing. You know, it's a, like you said, it's a practice. It's an ongoing evolution, isn't it? It never yes. ends. Yeah. And that's the beauty. That we're all here for evolution. And if we were to stop and take a look at what has changed that we've witnessed in our lives, mm. let's us see how wonderful like that the real wonder of it all that we are a part of we've experienced so much evolution and we're evolving every moment as well and we're in the midst of big evolution right now and so it's all practice it's we're on the stage and we're we're playing it out and we don't have to beat ourselves up if things didn't go the way that we wanted them to most times it doesn't because there's something else in there for us anyhow. But ultimately, we're all getting to the other side. We're all going to have the same end. Right. It doesn't change. So <laughs> why not play? Why yeah. not have fun to practice and enjoy mastering the journey? Right. Why, why make it hard? <laughs> <It's> some, <laughs> sometimes it seems like we do. Cause if, oh, yeah. If you look at the, if you look back in the past, a couple, couple hundred years ago just say yeah they they lived a hard life but a simple life and then even though we're evolving it kind of looks like we de-evolved but yet we know we're still growing and it's just amazing because you look around the world and you see all the the bad things that are happening and it seems like everything is focused on that but Take a take a step back and look at all the greater good that's going on as well. It's it's a it's a beautiful world and beautiful people and all the souls working together. Sooner or later we'll get there. Oh yeah. Like you said, yeah. we'll get we'll get to the other side. <laughs> we will get to the other side. We're in the process of it. And so and it's all practice and yeah. you know, there's balance mm-hmm. and and that's what we do. We constantly restoring balance right we're working towards that regularly and and yes we do see a lot of things that are 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 not easy for us to view and observe in the world and and yet we do get to see some really amazing things as well so 
Yeah. That's it's like you, you mentioned earlier about when we were talking about the candles and intention to allow things to come into being. And that's like a, a sense of surrender, the letting go process. How, how do you recommend that the average person can hear this iPod and say, well, surrender? I don't want to give up or, you know, some, you could get some weird thoughts in there. So how do we allow this life to happen to us like our intentions should be? The biggest thing that I've learned is that I don't have to force it. Mm -hmm. So the very thing that I find myself forcing or the very thing that I feel that I need to hold on to the most tends to be the very thing that I need to let go of. Mm. And not let go of in a way that, oh, I'm done with that and it doesn't matter to me. Let go of the control, the need for me to control how it is in my life or how it turns out. Uh, we We naturally go to this idea of, well, I want things to respond to me this way. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be upset. We even witness that in children. They have a temper tantrum. And we call it a tantrum. And we say, let them have their moment. And yeah. then we still stick with what it was that we said we were going to do because it's for their best benefit, right? right. We see it as their growth. And yet... When we do it as adults, we don't always necessarily bring attention to it because we really don't stop having these temper tantrums. We just do them in a different way. When we aren't able to really get the result that we want, we keep pushing and we keep pushing. Some of us, I know I was really good at it. I was really good at learning how to take situations and get people to give me what I wanted. Um, It's either in my response or in my emotions, you know, I would figure out a way. If that that didn't work, let me find another way. Let me find another way. And it was just like a child having a different type of temper tantrum. And what I began to realize, so I was putting so much effort into making something the way that I thought was best, Mm -hmm. the way that I wanted it to be, and it could be no other way. And because I had my mindset on this only one way, I couldn't see all of the other opportunities that were present to me. And so I spent a lot of energy, I exerted a lot of energy in getting something to be the way that I wanted it to be when ultimately it wasn't in my best benefit in the first place. And so I learned to surrender instead of holding on to it with all my might. It was like playing tug of war. Like I'm pulling on this rope and saying, no, no, it's got to come over here. I've got to have it this way. And everyone that's supporting me is saying, no, come over here. This is better. And I'm going, no, I'm digging my heels in the ground. There's no way I'm going to give in. And ultimately, I'm the one that ends up in the mud because I didn't want to let go. Mm-hmm. When I could just go on over and see what was leading what, what, what was I being led to? What was opening up to me to allow? So by holding on so tightly, we create resistance is the best way to think about it. If something, anything that is, is a part of you, anything that you love and care about, any of the thoughts that we have about what we want as, as a result of something, We don't need to become compulsive about it, as we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. It is a difference between trusting and forcing. When we trust, we let go. We say, yes, this is what I want, and this is the experience that I have, and I choose the state of mind to be here, and then I can let go of that. I don't have to keep pushing my way through. I can let go. And so that when something shifts or something changes, I can see the opportunities that are present to us. But if I'm holding on to it with all my might, then there is a resistance that's there. So the best thing I can say is whatever it is that you feel like you have to hold on to for everything, it's the very thing that you would never want to let go of is the thing that we can loosen our grip on and let go. Well, I think you're speaking to me and to everybody out there, boy. I, 
so many so many adults like you said are having tantr- uh, tantrums all the time, right? It's just we do it at a different. We might not be stomping our feet and crying, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, just do it a different way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I found that out in life as well. It's like yeah, the the tighter you hold on to something, the more problems you have. And there have been times in my life where I just sat down and said, oh. I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. And then all of a sudden, bam, everything felt so free. And I didn't really quit, but I just allowed everything out. And then things started to stack up in line. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say we get out of our own way. Yes. If we can be masters of getting in our own way, we can also learn how to master getting out of our own way. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of times I think I've stepped on my own feet several times, but yeah, it's all about like living just for today, not worried about the past. Cause we know when we do that, when we obsess on the past, you know, it causes deep depression and possibly anger or whatever is going through your head. And then if we worry so much about the future, we're all ugh, anxiety and stress and so I like that surrender and just, okay, I'm here today. What what am I going to do right now? <laughs> it's a great way to preserve our energy. We, we again, everything is energy. Right. And so if we're exhausting our energy with thoughts of things that we aren't able to control, then, again, we're exerting ourselves. We're depleting ourselves of our own vitality because we're sending our energy in directions that is not serving us in any way. How is that helping us? Right. If something has already occurred, we know that it's occurred. If there's something we want to do different about it, we set our minds to it and say that this is what I'm changing. And now let me take that action mm. and trust in ourselves as we begin to do it. And if it's something that someone else is doing, we really don't have control over what someone else does. Right. We only have control over how we respond to it. And so then we get the choice there too. And then we can turn that knob off and say, I'm not giving any more energy to that because I appreciate my vitality. I want to have fun in life. I can't have fun if my energy is all the way down here. That's right. I can't have fun if I'm feeling a depression or anger. How am I having fun in that? So it's up to us to choose where do we want to give our energy to? How much time do I want to budget that amount of energy going in that direction? And yeah, right. And yeah, that's what I was just thinking. You know, I was like, because somebody might say, "Well, you're supposed to exert energy." Oh, yes, you are, but it's about what you're exerting that energy towards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could turn on music and dance, and that could raise your energy, and you could be having a great time. And that's totally different than focus focusing on something that's negative or just depleting you of all the good stuff that's in you. That's beautiful. Yes. Yes, you put that in such a beautiful way. Thank you, William. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Trying to come back after you is not an easy task. (laughs) I like how you you place everything. You could tell you put a lot of thought and time into everything that you do and how you react in life. I like that. It's like, it's like, like I said earlier about your pictures and just everything that you put out put out there on on social media is like man she really is she's she's walking what she talks yes. walking and talking in a literal way i am right. my student <laughs> <laughs> live and learn live and learn live and learn i am yeah. my own so yes, <laughs> yeah, I have say, resources. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you can't learn from watching other people, then just step back and look in the mirror because there's a lot of life lessons right there. Oh, indeed, uh, I learn them every day, and I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to because what are you gonna do? You know, you don't want to be miserable your whole life. Just laugh yeah, about we, it. Yeah, you choose the way that energy goes and. And that in itself is powerful. And knowing that we all choose every single day, it's just about being more conscious about what we're choosing. And we're all here to work together in community and show each 
other different ways reflect back to each other the beauty of one another so right and that's kind of like part of the theme of this podcast you know the guidepost to crossroads and you look at the sign you got one this way and one that way mm-hmm. it's all about choice and neither of them are wrong it's just a matter of which way do you want to go and when you go that way accept it and there's going to be consequences and if you don't like it well look at another guidepost to keep on going <laughs> We're all going to the same place in the end. That's it's right. It's a matter of how we want to experience it. And That's there right. is no right or wrong, like you said. You know, I've taken a look at some of my own choices and taken a look at how those timelines played out oh, yes. based on what those and based on how it could have played out in other timelines. And then, oh, well, everything would have still turned out the same way, but I chose this one with all of these experiences. Right. And there might have been, there was an easier route, and I just wasn't ready for that part yet. Exactly. And it's okay. And, and just saying, oh, okay, I get it. And now I, I'm wiser in seeing yes. how, I can, how, I can, how I can choose that for myself mm. and how I can shift that in the future. Yeah, that's why I say I don't have any regrets on any of my choices I've made. Yeah, some of them were hard. I've learned some hard lessons. Mm -hmm. But then when I look back, I say, you know, because a lot of times people say, if you could go back to the past and change one thing, what would you change? It's like, I wouldn't, because what would the outcome be then? I, I wouldn't have the family I have, maybe, my kids, and I know you're a big proponent for your motherhood to see pictures of you and your daughters and having a good time. And if you changed one thing in the past, you might not have them. Your whole life could be different. And I'm like, no, I don't regret anything. Yeah. I had some hard times and I've had some good times and I just learn and go on. I'll make another choice. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. I, I say I'm still here. So I, I've done, I've done something that I've wanted. And right. so um, the outcome ultimately is still the same. And I'm okay with that. Yep. And I know there are some things that, you know, wiser me might have taken a look at it and said, mm, you might want to go the other way. Right. But I wasn't wiser me then. <laughs> it's okay. Right. <laughs> Because I might not have become as wise the way that I did. Because every experience that I have, I honestly, I really do look at it as community. Because I find that the experiences that I've had also attracts me to others. Magnetically, we're magnetically drawn to each other to support one another in different ways. And I find that what I've experienced becomes something that I can help someone else in just sharing how... I got to the other side of it. Sometimes we just need to know that you can get to the other side of it. And that's enough to allow someone to keep going. Right. So I'm okay with it. Um, Yeah. Like you said, been some hard situations. Oh yeah. Definitely experienced some of that, but um, definitely had some growth and that's what was most important for me. And I am wiser to not choose the hard choice. As, as often anymore. Right. So, ever anymore. <laughs> Do you find all that hard times and good times, everything, the choices we made, um, do you find yourself using more emotion going into your intentions and your work? Or do you find yourself like using more of a wisdom thought process, like using your shaman gifts, I guess. I find myself using more of the wisdom thought process, my shamanic abilities, but then at the same time, I will never turn away from my humanness. Um, it's so important mm-hmm. to, for me to stay grounded, 10 toes down to my humanness. Um, and So in taking a look at it, again, taking a look at the physical realm and the spiritual realm, when I step into the spiritual realm, I am speaking as a representative from the physical realm. 
when I step back into the physical realm to share what I've gained from the spiritual realm, I'm speaking as a liaison from, from the spiritual realm and the physical realm and connecting the two. So it's challenging for me to ever say that I won't use one or the other, but I will always carry my emotions with me because that's a right. part of me. Yeah. And even when met in the spiritual realm and, and it's, you know, what is this? And, you know, the responses that are, you know, that's very human. Yes, because I am human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't get away from that. Yes, I, yeah. I am human. And let me see it all. But it's, um, the best way I can put it is uh, approaching it like a scientist, you right. know, and thinking in a science, scientific method, we take a look what our hypothesis is, what what is being proposed to us in the experiment, but we take a look at all of the conditions. We take a look at all of the factors that are affecting it. We take a look at the potential outcomes, what's in what's what are the controls. We're looking at how all of these variables are affecting it. And then we choose based on what drives us. And ultimately, what drives me is, is my heart, yes. the love that's in me. And so that's where I choose from. So there is an emotion of feelings that are still associated there. Yeah, we can't get rid of that. <laughs> we could, but well, I don't want. I don't know. <laughs> if you're a psychopath, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there are yeah. those who, who don't really, you know, tie into it. But yeah. I don't get rid of that. I, no. I love the emotions. I believe it makes humanity beautiful yes it is yes. and it's a beautiful experience it would be a dull world it'd be so boring <laughs> <laughs> but you brought up the spiritual realm um you know some people say yeah i have a a guide an angel guide or um some people have multiple guides when you step into there, do you have multiple, or is it like one, one guy that you usually go to? Um, I have many. Um, so I'm, I have, so I have one main guide, and my main guide. I don't interact with my main guide as frequently as other guides that I have. Um, I also have guides that support me in one particular area so Mm -hmm. I like to call for instance I have the mothers that Mm -hmm. I connect with and they we sit together and we work together with the divine feminine and then I have a large set of archangels that I work with and then I also have the dragons that I work with and their family Mm -hmm. so so there are a number of things that I work with. And then I also have ancestors. I have family members that have passed that work with me on specific in specific areas. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, my travels. I have one family member that has moved on but has become an expert in their travels. And they work with me in perfecting mm-hmm. my travels. Um, so a number. And I call in certain people or certain certain energies to assist me in specific areas and if I want to perform better in how do I discuss this particular topic I might ask is there a guide that is available for this particular topic that is not that far removed from right right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because they're always there it's just like a lot of people probably just don't even look to them or they don't realize it or don't believe or or whatever. But they're always there. They're always guiding us in a way. It's just how much we want to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Did, how much we want to allow. Yes, allow. Know? Because we do have to ask for help. Um, right. Sometimes, that, you know, one of the things we often forget about is free will. Mm-hmm. And so we operate in free will and they're not going to interfere unless it's something that is, I don't want to say detrimental, but something that is going to be extreme. They're, they'll, they'll put out pieces, you know, they'll put out cues. Right. So little clues and things of that sort. So 
seeing 1111 or mm -hmm. seeing you know numbers repeat or some of us might see see a butterfly and you know I've had people ask but well, what does it mean when I see this and what does it mean when I say that see that and everyone can pull something different for instance I've been seeing pennies since I was 13 years old when my great-grandmother passed. Mm. And every time I see a penny, I know that she's there with me and she's reminding me that I'm not by myself. Mm. And so for someone else seeing a penny, it could mean something different. And that's okay. It's that we're acknowledging and allowing it to be what it is for us. And we can ask for that support from, from those who are here to help us. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to pray. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's pretty subjective. When, mm -hmm. yeah, what does that mean when I see this or that? Well, mm -hmm. look inside yourself. What does it mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz everybody has their their own yeah. meanings. Yeah. yeah. That's um one of my favorite phrases is how does it feel? Mm. Because I can't tell you how to feel. Right. I have not experienced your life in its totality. I am not the totality of you. I am the totality of my experiences across lifetimes. So it's all about how it feels. And that's the beauty of us getting to know ourselves is we realize, we begin to see how uniquely and divinely designed we are. Mm -hmm. And that is the magic and the miracle and the beauty. And yet we're all connected one and the same. Oh, yes. Wonderful. I love this. Oh, I could probably talk to you for hours. <laughs> but I, I like how I noticed, like, each podcast, you know, the last few, I've opened up with a poem. And it, it's amazing how somehow it fits in with everything. And the one that I read at the beginning of this, it all fits in there. It's just another way the universe or our source telling us, keep an eye out. Yeah. Allow. That's amazing. So yeah. before we leave, can you tell a little bit about your book and how we might be able to get it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I've um, participated as a co-author in two books. Uh, one is Sacred Death, and the most recent is Shaman Heart, Turning Pain into Passion and Purpose. Mm. And Shaman Heart is available on Amazon. It uh, reached bestseller status, as did uh, Sacred Death. And it's a wonderful book of co-authors that came together in Teotihuacan, Mexico. We entered an author's journey so that we can go deep into the womb of the earth mm -hmm. and begin to begin to connect with the truth of ourselves. Um, and when I say the truth of ourselves in seeing what we may consider shadows and not running going through that dark night of the soul where we begin to realize who we are becoming. So in my particular chapter, I write about how I stood and looked in the mirror and saw this goddess at the reflective veil mm. and how I experienced challenges and almost lost my life in giving birth as a gestational carrier. And in those moments, I felt as though the doctor was harsh. The experience itself was harsh. I was saying, why me? Why me? Why am I in this situation? And ultimately, there was so much more for me to see versus the pain I was experiencing. The pain was a response that I was choosing. Mm. And yet, there was so much more in connecting, harmonizing, and unifying. And you find out more about that as you read the chapter. So yeah. it's a lot of amazing stories. I recommend for the 26 chapters that exist to just sit down, read one, and have a moment afterwards because they're all so powerful. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, a lot of times we do try to reflect away from the pain when there's so much there that we can see our inner selves. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. Well, and especially when you begin to see yourself in another. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you again for coming. I really enjoyed this talk, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back some other time when you have another book or something. <laughs> <laughs>
sounds great, William. I, I told my wife about your candles because she went to a workshop and made a candle, and I was telling her about yours, and we really need to get to one of your workshops. Or I, I saw you were down at the ARE, and I didn't get down there, and I wish I did. We would have got one then. <laughs> but, well, I'll be there again soon, so yeah. um, my favorite place is to sit. Yeah, to it's a yeah. beautiful place to sit, it definitely it Absolutely. Yeah, so do you have a website or something you'd like to put out here? And... Sure, I do. It's, um, it's 1111candles.com, and everything is spelled out, so 1111candles. And it'll take you straight to my website. gives you access to see what candles I'm currently offering, and I also, I also take joy in creating custom candles mm. where I will speak with the individual um, listen to what their soul is sharing, and we put together a custom candle that will support you in wherever you are in your journey. Mm. That just sounds amazing. Definitely going to take you up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I thank you for uh, being here again. It's my uh, pleasure, William. Thank yes. you for having me. It's uh, been fun. De- definitely. And I'll put your information all in the the summary of the podcast so people could always look there to look you up as well awesome wonderful okay thank you bye-bye thanks William. <laughs>